0: Welcome to another edition of One in a Million. I am your host, Roland Million. We got a lot of things to talk about. It's been a while. Uh, Obviously, Celtics couldn't pull it off. Ended up um, losing to the Miami Heat. Still Still can't break a zone. It's frustrating to me that we have so many coaches that are supposed to be great minds and we still can't find a way to break a zone. By having someone flash to the middle Someone set a screen on the outside of the zone Because, you know, you still can set screens in a zone um, Or have your best offensive player go to the middle of the zone So therefore people can collapse And it could lead to wide open jump, sh- jump shots But that's neither here nor there um, We're going to talk about the Celtics trade Which that led to um, Beal to Phoenix Dennis Rodman's comments, and a Kyrie Irving reunion in Boston that people are talking about. So, first and foremost, uh, Marcus Smart has been the longest tenured Boston Celtic. And I appreciate everything that Marcus Smart has done for the Celtics. He has matured so much over the years, making the right pass, the extra pass, not always looking to shoot more than the other players. But I do think it was time for us to move on from him. Um, I think Brad got rid of him at the right time because people like Marcus Smart don't often age well in the NBA. You know, you love to have a player like that on a championship team, but after years of not having a championship, it was time. It was time because Marcus, is he he dies for every loose ball. He puts his body on the line. Kind of like a Larry Bird. Larry Bird put his body on the line, and and, and because of him putting his body on the line, right, you started to see the wear and tear and the injuries that he had, right? And I felt like Marcus was the same way, okay? He dove for every loose ball. He put his body on the line, but we saw how that started to affect him even this year. He was a step slower on defensive at times. And I love that he played every game like it was his last, but we had to get rid of him while he still had some value, while he still had some stock, okay? And as sad as it is, as sad as I am that he's gone, I think Porzingis, if healthy, now that is a big if, if healthy will help us, especially with Al being the same age as me, Like, we played against each other. I played against Al Al Horford in 2002. And he's still playing ball. Playing 32 minutes at an NBA level. Okay? At 37. We can't have that. So we need someone who can come in, who is capable of giving you 20, at least at that position, and who is not a terrible defender. Right? There's a lot of times where Jason Tatum got double teamed and 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 no one was no one was scoring for him right we need someone like Presinga's now i know al horford he's a great defender he gives us the defense he gives us rebounds at times but there are times where he gives us zero points multiple times where he's given us zero points or two points we need something from that position every team that has been to the playoffs has gotten something like consistently from the power forward in the center position. If we can't get consistent scoring in the power forward in the center position, there's no way we're going to be able to win games. And I think that was the best idea was to get a Porzingis instead of having Horford play all those minutes. Now the Beal trade. I feel is a great trade for Bradley Beal. And I hear people talking about the bench. And honestly, the bench not be, might not be as big of an issue as people think. If Booker, Beal, Kevin Durant, if they can stay healthy, and that's, again, a big if, because they can they can have one of them playing with the bench and being a score. And if you manage the team well with the substitutions, it shouldn't be that big of an issue. And I think... I think Players who are playing with certain talent like that start to build confidence, right? You start to build confidence. After James Harden left, you know, you had a Reggie Jackson um, on the Oklahoma City Thunder, but their bench wasn't crazy, right? But they did have a solid uh KD and Russell Westbrook that played with the bench at times. And that's what Billy Donovan did. He 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 s- spread them out sporadically so they could each play with the bench. So they didn't have to worry about the bench production. And then at the at the end of the game, obviously you had your two best players in, but they did it sporadically to give each other a rest, okay? And I think they can do that. I think the biggest issue will be the defense. Although defense isn't a mantra in this league, you have to be able to play some semblance of defense to win a championship. And if that's the ultimate goal for the Phoenix Suns, then they need to find a way to strap up. And I think they hired the right coach for defense and Frank Vogel. He doesn't get enough credit for his defenses. When he coaches, a Vogel coach team is always in the top 12 defensively, except the last Lakers year where he was a scapegoat multiple times being in the top three, and even in Orlando being a top 12 team defensively in the league when Orlando didn't really have that many players, right? The guy knows how to coach defense, but you have to buy in. And I don't think the Lakers bought in. They just got tired of playing defense. And and still, this year, they played a little bit of defense because they got trades and they got people who can play defense. But you didn't have a whole bunch of people that could play defense on that on that team in 2021 after they got rid of Dwight Howard and all those guys, but they were still in the top 12 defensively. Why? Because Frank Vogel knows how to coach defense, okay? Next, the Kyrie reunion in Boston. It ain't happening, people. So I don't know what makes people think Brad wants to go through that again. Where are people seeing this? And not only that... What has he done since he's left Boston to make you think he's changed and he isn't the same person? He's still for self, okay? And I don't want him here again, period. He called everyone in Boston racist and there is no need for this energy here. He's not a team player. And I said this six years ago when we got him. I go, he's not gonna make anybody better. He's all for self and you guys will see it. Everybody like, you know, every now and then, People change a little bit, but they go back to the the way they are as a basketball player. I think people can change in the real world and they can learn how to adjust. But him on the basketball court, he's been doing this for so long and being selfish for so long. I don't think he's ever going to change. Okay, um, so get this out of your head for anyone who thinks you know Kyrie should come back to Boston. Right? If you're into fantasy, like the X Men. This is a fantasy. It ain't happening. And if it does, I might quit talking basketball forever. And last but not least, Dennis Rodman's comments. Now, Dennis said Bird would be in Europe if he played today. Now, I love Dennis as a player, but four years ago, you said you could lock down LeBron. So that means you would be in the league. Now, don't get me wrong. I do think you would be in the league but if bird would be in europe then there's most most certainly you would not be in the league if you're living in that universe okay first of all bird would shine even more today than he did back then he's a great passer in traffic now think about this there's not a lot of traffic anymore in the nba there's too much spacing he's a great rebounder right Not a lot of congestion when it comes to rebound. He can use both hands consistently. Not many can use both of their hands consistently. And for those who don't know this, Bird is naturally a left-handed player. Naturally a left-handed. So when you see him shooting his jumpers with his right hand, think about that. Also, Dennis, Bird passed his prime, cooked you multiple times. Maybe you're just trying to get attention on yourself again. But this ain't it. Bird would do today what he wants, when he wants, how he wants, just like he did to you in 87, 88, 89, 90. He was cooking you so bad during the playoffs that Chuck Daly put John Sally on him when you were on him, okay, before you were on him. He took you off of him and put John Sally on him. And then when you were on him, sent doubles with Isaiah, Joe Dumars, and sometimes John Sally. And then Bird found the open man. And when he didn't find the open man, he passed out of the double, reposted, and pulled a jumper in your mouth. So maybe you still feel a certain type of way about Bird, but let's cut it out, all right? Let's cut that out, talking about he would be in Europe. Okay, because we know damn well Bird would be continuing to dominate the same way that he dominated back then. Look at what Jokic is doing. Jokic is no more athletic than Larry Bird, but he has a mind for the game. He has the intangibles. He has the intelligence. And Jokic literally just dominated. Jokic is one of the slowest players that I've ever seen play. And he still killed everybody who was way more athletic than him. Right. Faster than him. And sometimes even bigger than him. Think about that. That's the same way that Larry would dominate. Larry had to deal with that all throughout his life. You think he wouldn't still be able to adjust in the NBA today? I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get how people think. But anyways, this has been another edition of One in a Million. Stay tuned for more episodes as we begin the summer. Uh, I hope you have a good one. Take care, and we will see you again.